that lets you save people kind of assume that when a product is made available for sale it's safe but that's just not how it works it's not how it works with cell phones and it's not how it works with basically anything Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, like you said, my name is R Blank, and I run a company called Shield Your Body, or SYB. And we help people live healthier lives by reducing their exposure to EMF radiation. And EMF radiation, we can talk a bit more about that if, you know, to the extent you're interested, your audience might be interested. But it's a form of radiation that is emitted by all modern technology. So cell phones and Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator. And uh, there's a large and continually growing body of science showing a wide range of negative health effects from exposure to these forces. Uh, And even the World Health Organization designates it as a class 2B carcinogen. And so I teach people how to reduce their exposure, both through changes in their personal behavior and relationship with technology, as well as EMF protection products. Ooh, very interesting. Okay. So how did you get into this? So yeah, my father uh, was Dr. Martin Blank, and he was one of the world's leading scientists on the topic of EMF and the health effects. And back in 2012, he got a contract to write a book. And unlike everything he'd written in his whole life, which is for other academics and scientists and some activists, this book was intended for real people. And uh, he asked me for some help to to write this book in a way that it could communicate to real people. Now, obviously, you know, my father had been doing this work for the vast majority of my life. I was aware of EMF as an issue, um, but the experience of writing that book with him really hit home a few key points. Oh, by the way, the book is called Overpowered. It's still one of the best books out there on the the topic of, of health effects of EMF radiation. So one of these points is that the science is very strong, that, you know, if you sometimes you'll hear this covered on the news and they'll say, do cell phones cause cancer or uh, is Wi-Fi a health risk? And writing that book really showed me that the science is very, very strong. We're talking about thousands of studies now into a wide range of these health effects. But another point is that, you know, this stuff, this force that I'm talking about, it comes, the the sources of it are, are really fundamental to modern society, right? So you could effectively, if you could snap your finger and get rid of tobacco tomorrow, you'd have some people who are pretty peeved and going through withdrawal, but the economy would be intact. Your ability to work would be intact. Your ability to watch a movie or talk to your family, that would all remain intact. 
back. EMF, on the other hand, in quite quite in contrast, right, it comes from all of these things that are fundamental to how we live our lives. It's fundamental to the economy. It's fundamental to how we work. It's fundamental to how we store food and how we read uh, at night after the sun sets. And so you can't get rid of the sources of EMF. And so I realized, like I say, the science is very strong, but the sources of this, you just can't get rid of them. So there had to be safer ways for people to interact uh, with their technology, to have a relationship with modern technology. And that's when the idea for what became SYB uh, popped into my head. Tell us what that is. Uh, so yeah, so SYB or Shield Your Body, um, we uh, we focus on two, two, two broad areas, right? One is education, because this can be a complicated topic, uh, both EMF in general, and then how to uh, reduce your exposure. And then also we have a set of uh, a catalog of products. Now it's about 20 products uh, that we make uh, ourselves and sell um, in over 30 countries around the world uh, that are things like a, a cell phone pouch or an anti radiation headset, even a bed canopy. And so that is, um, those are the two things that we do here at SYB, education and making and selling EMF protection products that are laboratory tested and scientifically proven. Okay. So tell me about the dangers of what are we listing? I know you listed a few things, even the refrigerator, phone, tablets. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> with, without uh, this is the point in time at which I, I try very hard not to, to scare people because it's important not to be scared uh, when you're encountering this subject for the first time. But EMF radiation comes uh, from anything that communicates wirelessly. So that would include, like I said, cell phones, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, any wire cordless phones, any wireless communication is a source of EMF and anything that runs on power. So that includes your electrical appliances, like I mentioned, or refrigerator. Um, it would include a blender. Uh, it includes the electrical wiring in your walls and the power lines that run down your street. So EMF comes from anything that communicates wirelessly and anything that runs on power. Okay, so the first step to not freaking out is realizing, first of all, you know, there is no getting getting rid of your EMF exposure. That's just a fact of modern life. Uh, the good news is there are a lot of things that you can do to reduce that exposure and thus the associated health risk. And it all comes down to what I call the two key rules of EMF protection. One is to use EMF emitting technology less. And then the second one, which may be a little less intuitive to people, is to stay as far away from it as possible when you are using it. That second one is key because the power of EMF radiation diminishes exponentially with distance. And what that means is if you have your phone, you know, one inch away from your body versus two inches away from your body, you're going to be exposed to 75% less EMF, right? Because the doubling of the distance leads to a 75% reduction in the power of your exposure. So between those two things, cutting down your use of EMF emitting technology uh, and increasing the exposure of the, sorry, increasing the distance from that technology, those have a tremendous impact on your personal exposure. And so in terms of cutting down your use of EMF technology, that is not giving up technology. I am, I am not a Luddite. I live in the modern world. I'm not telling people not to engage with technology, but there are simple things that you can do. For instance, one common one that I find has a, a really big impact on a lot of my customers and my audience is turning off their Wi-Fi at night, right? Because when you're not uh, when you're not awake, <laughs> when you're asleep, you're not actually using the Wi-Fi. But if it's still on, the router is still on, you're still being exposed. So just turn it off when you go to bed and turn it back on when you wake up. Or, you know, if it's easier, put it on a timer. So these are the types of things that, that people can do that really can make a huge difference in terms of their overall exposure. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So I'm thinking here how I can turn my Wi-Fi off at night. <laughs> and, I, and you know, it sounds it might be a bit crazy, but I just moved my laptop a little bit further away from me. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's not crazy at all. In fact, you know, this is one of the examples I give people. If you read the manual for a Dell laptop, they tell you to keep that laptop eight inches away from your body even as they call it a laptop in their, you know, their marketing materials and on their website. So a lot of this stuff, if you just read the manuals, you'll see that the manufacturers themselves are giving you these warnings. Okay. That's a bit troubling. Okay. <laughs> I got, I got so much going on in my head right now. So with the phone thing, what would you recommend? So we, most of us carry our phones in our pockets. What would you recommend? Yeah. Like a backpack or I think even those, what do they call them? Like fanny packs? Are those coming back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's a couple things. One, you know, that's that's another one of my top tips is not to carry your phone in your pocket or your bra. Um, which which a lot of women do, particularly like at the gym. Um, you definitely want to, because again, remember distance. When the phone is right up against your body, you are getting a maximum dose of this stuff. And in fact, this is another example where if you read the manual, for instance, of the Apple iPhone, you'll see that there's a minimum distance from your body that they recommend. Um, but everyone still carries it in their phones and in their bras without thinking about it. That's that, that for a lot of people, carrying your phone that way will be your largest single exposure to EMF radiation. And again, that's because you're getting a full dose of this device, which is designed to be able to send uh, signals miles, right? Because it has to be able to communicate with the cell tower, even if it's miles away. So uh, you either want to carry it somewhere other than your pocket or bra, or you want to put it into airplane mode when you are carrying it in your pocket or bra. Because when you put it into airplane mode, and this is true for all devices, I mean, they're most airplane mode is most common on phones, but any wireless device really has some type of airplane mode. And when you put it into airplane mode, the EMF emissions are almost entirely eliminated. Now, if you were looking for a safer way to carry your phone, that's where an EMF protection product can come in. So I have a couple um, that are, are quite popular. One is a phone pouch, and you put the phone in the pouch, and the back of the pouch it has shielding, so and the front doesn't, right? And that's key, because if you shielded the entire phone, you would actually start interfering with the signal. And if you're keeping the phone on, obviously, you want the signal. So when you put the phone in the pouch, and then you can put the pouch in your pocket or on your belt, and the back of the pouch, the side between the phone and your body, that is shielded. So it'll deflect the radiation away from your body while still allowing your phone to communicate. And you mentioned fanny packs. We actually, we have a product, uh, a sling bag, which is like a backpack, but a, a smaller backpack that goes over only one shoulder. And that's great for carrying your phone or your tablet or your Kindle or your Nintendo Switch. Um, and it works the same way, where the back of the sling bag is shielded and the the, the front isn't. And so when you're carrying the device, the, the radiation is deflected in the opposite direction away from your body. So what is it? What is that technology? What is that material that is preventing the radiation from coming through? Sure. So great question. Uh, this goes back almost 200 years now. Uh, some of your listeners may be familiar with the term a Faraday cage. And uh, this goes back to when a British scientist named Michael Faraday, I think it was in 1836, uh, developed uh, the, what became known as the Faraday cage. And he found that if you weave conductive metals into a certain pattern, that will deflect EMF radiation. And so since he invented it uh, for, for decades and decades, this was used largely to protect sensitive equipment, right? Because sensitive equipment, EMF can interfere with the performance of sensitive equipment. And so you use Faraday cages to block EMF and block the interference. Now, as 
technology is advanced, you can get these weaves of conductive metals much, much, much smaller. And so we use that same technology in uh, the fabrics that we use in our products. And uh, the metals, it depends on the product, right? So for apparel, we use silver um, because that is very, uh, it's hypoallergenic um, and antibacterial, and it's great for apparel. And for our other products, like I was mentioning, the phone pouch and the uh, sling bag, right? We use other materials like nickel and cobalt and sometimes copper. And so you you can weave these threads and these the, these threads of these metals, they're thinner than the human hair. Um, but but you weave them into the fabric and that then creates the shield, which deflects EMF radiation in the opposite direction. It works a lot like, I mean, your your, your audience can think of it like a window shade. Just like a window shade blocks sunlight, uh, these EMF shielding fabrics block and deflect EMF radiation. Okay, and that is... Okay, let me tell you, I gotta tell you this real quick because I've never told anyone this before because it sounds too crazy. But I had my, I, when I was younger, the phone would be facing my belly, let's say, my stomach, in my mm -hmm. waistband. Because I, like often if we didn't, if I didn't have a pocket or if I was in swimming trunks, I had the phone against my stomach, like, like directly against my skin. And maybe a couple of years later, I started to get these horrible pains in my stomach, in that same area. And I went to the doctors and they didn't like know it, like blood tests and x-rays and whatever, did everything and no one knew what it was. And I used to get these horrible, like debilitating pains. Eventually they went away. But I always thought that I wonder if it was because I kept my phone there. But I never really told anyone because it sounds a bit crazy, at least to me. Yeah, no, and it's not. I mean, so obviously I can't sit here now in, in 2021 and tell you what exactly what happened back then. But I can tell you that a lot of people who buy my phone pouch, right, because there, there are people who need to carry their phone, you know, for work, for instance, and it needs to be on their body. And they will get these pains in their leg or their hip near where they carry their phone and then they start using the phone pouch and those pains go away. So the 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 uh, EMF radiation is shown, right? Because I, I mentioned earlier on, right? There's a wide range of negative health effects. EMF radiation affects our bodies at, at very deep physiological level, right? So we see, and this is actually some of the work that my father did. Uh, we see that um, EMF triggers the cellular stress response. We see from other science, that uh, EMF radiation, even like the kind you'd get from a cell phone or a cordless phone, can uh, damage and mutate DNA. We see that it, it impacts something called the voltage-gated calcium channels, which can lead to oxidative stress. And these, these mechanisms are present in basically every cell in our body. And so that's why you can see negative health effects ranging from infertility and sleep disruption all the way up to things like uh, like cancer, which which obviously gets a lot of the 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 attention. But the, the, the fundamental biological mechanisms that science has shown very clearly are involved in this, they're in every part of our body. And so it is it is certainly not crazy to think that a cell phone would have that result. And I talk to lots of people every week that experience that same symptom. Well, you think, for example, like like breast cancer, I don't know, know any research about it, but I'd imagine it's, it's on the rise. And you see women carrying their phones right there. And, and like, I've thought this in the past myself. Again, it's not something you have a conversation with too many people about but i'm like <laughs> that, can't, that can't be good for you <laughs> yeah no it's not so that's actually one area one specific type of tumor that is not yet really well studied in my opinion there are a couple of studies showing that link they're not they're not huge yet but you do see a lot of this in terms of brain tumors uh, in fact in italy it is now legal precedent court multiple courts have ruled that cell phones cause brain tumors but you see it in others uh, other types of tumors as well there are increasing links between cell phones 
phone radiation and thyroid cancer, uh, cell phone radiation and colorectal cancer. And again, you, these it all depends on where you're using your phone. So I definitely advise women not to carry their phone in their bra. That is that is that and and for that matter, men in the uh, breast pocket of their suits, which you see a lot of as well. Okay, give me some more actionable steps. I'm, I'm interested in this. So we talked about turning your Wi-Fi off. Now, is that just a switch on your router? Yeah, just turn it off or unplug it. Um, or like I said, if, 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 if you want just to kind of automate that whole process, just get a simple timer. They cost like $10 on Amazon and you plug the timer into the wall and then you plug your router into the timer and just like you would a light when you're going on vacation, right? And you set the off time and the on time and then it'll just happen automatically. And so turning off your Wi-Fi at night is a great one. Okay, awesome. And then making sure your phones are on... Um airplane mode now do our laptops have an airplane mode or what would you do with those uh, yeah they don't call it airplane mode on laptop but yes so you can um in terms of wireless emissions right uh laptops generally have both wi-fi and bluetooth um i always keep the bluetooth off because i don't use any bluetooth accessories for my laptop but unless you actually turn the bluetooth off on your laptop um it'll still be emitting so you want to make sure to turn off the bluetooth on your laptop you want to also turn off the wi-fi on your laptop when you're not actually using wi-fi got it i'm taking notes i'm getting this down <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now, is there anything else besides keeping the phone away from your body that could be an action actionable step for our audience? Yeah. Well, one thing is to never hold the phone up to your head. So, uh, and I, I never do this and I really am very strong on this. Um, just never talk on your phone with the phone up to your head. That is, that is, that is really high levels of radiation. And it's right, obviously, <laughs> near your brain, uh, as well as other very important nerves. And so you just don't want it. So instead of that, you always want to use speakerphone or a headset uh, instead of holding the phone up to your head. Yes. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. I do that no, no. almost intuitively. I was, I always put on speaker and then people, sometimes people are like, hey, can you take it off speaker? And I'm like, no, I actually can't. Because <laughs> 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 sometimes it's a bit crackly, right? Or it's not as clear. And I'm like, yeah, nope, yeah. I don't want to hold that up to my ear. <laughs> no, good, good. I mean, I, I always carry a headset with me as well, just to just because of that. But um, because sometimes it's just not, you know, if you're out in public and you, you want to either take a call or listen to, you know, the uh, Exploring Mind and Body podcast. Exactly. You don't necessarily want everyone to, to hear that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so always have a, a headset with you. But I want to be clear, a wired headset, right? So um, like I said earlier, I am not anti-tech. I am all, I am much more focused on people finding a balance uh, in their relationship with technology. And so there are very few pieces of technology that I tell people never to use. But one of them that I tell people never to use uh, is Bluetooth headsets like AirPods. Never use that. Always use a wired headset. With Bluetooth, that is the same type of radiation as Wi-Fi. It's lower powered, but it's right there in your ear canal, often for extended periods of time, very close to your brain. So never use Bluetooth headsets. Don't buy your kids AirPods. Just make them use wired headsets. There's almost nothing that you need a, a, a Bluetooth. There, there's really nothing that you need a Bluetooth headset for that a wired headset won't work for. Yes, that's awesome. I, I watched a quick video video about this and I was like oh my gosh I, I had no idea and I don't I don't have airpods or was that what they're called iPod yeah. oh yeah airpods no airpods yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not like super techie myself but I don't have any but you see people 
wearing them like of course the new thing everyone wants the new thing but then i watched a video about how detrimental it is so i'm glad you backed that up with uh with your comments here about that because it's really nice and i don't think most people know that or like how to you is that why would they produce something like this obviously for financial gain but maybe why are they allowed to produce something that's so harmful to your health yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> so people have this kind of a belief, and it's totally natural that if something is made available for sale, it's safe. But that's just not how the economy works. That's not how capitalism works. That's not how any economic system works, really. And so that's not true with any of these wireless devices, right? So there are certain regulations that impact how much EMF a product can emit. Um, and, and they're different in every country. But it, in the United States, right, there's uh, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, and they have this regulation saying, for instance, a cell phone can't have a SAR rating more than 1.6 watts per kilogram. And without getting into detail there, that's just, they have a level, right? The FCC sets a level that these phones can emit. And the problem with that is that level is based on something called the thermal effect. And the thermal effect means that if, because there is a certain amount of EMF that if you're exposed to it, it will actually heat your tissue. It will burn you. That's actually, in fact, exactly how a microwave oven works. Microwaves are a form of EMF and microwave ovens are designed to cook by emitting so much EMF that it actually cooks the food, right? And so all of these regulations are based on the thermal effect, which means if it isn't, a device can't emit so much that it burns you. And if it's not burning you, it's not causing you harm. And so that's how these companies, and that's despite the fact, like I say, there are thousands, literally thousands of studies showing these negative health effects at levels far, far, I'm talking orders of magnitude lower than regulations allow. That's still how these regulations are devised. Right. Okay. Yeah. I 100% understand what you're saying there. It's, and you know what the thing is, is that you could tell people, like I've told people, <laughs> not like you shouldn't wear those, but I was like, you know that there's some research coming out, like those AirPods aren't the best thing for your health. And like, yeah, I know I heard that, but I really like it. And to <laughs> me, <laughs> right, like it's it's laughable, right? And to me, it's crazy. Like you, you could tell someone how detrimental something is for their health, but they're like, meh. I'm, I'm yeah, okay well, with look, that. People still smoke. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. good point. So, and, and no one can claim ignorance anymore <laughs> as right. to the effect of smoking and people still smoke. And so it's it's going to be the same, especially because technology, it, it, it's so engaging. It's I mean, it's literally designed most of it to be addictive and and it adds so much value to our lives. And so the temptation is obviously going to be there to just not even want to know this exists and and that's even easier because unlike right if you're smoking a cigarette you see the smoke uh when you're using a phone you don't see the emf and it's just it, it just makes it super easy to ignore yeah yeah 100 percent. okay so i wanted to ask you about this i don't know maybe this is different of what you're talking about but g5 is that, is that am i saying that right oh 5g Five, thank you 5g so yeah i don't under, understand because when i look at my phone sometimes it says 5g but then okay. people are talking about how crazy it's gonna be when it comes and i'm like isn't it here <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so 5g's definitely gotten a lot of attention uh particularly in the last year although i believe the rollout started in 2018 it, and it, if you have it uh, if you have it in your area it depends on where you live and then if it's in your area if you have it on your phone depends on your phone um and so 5g just to step back right what 5g stands for actually the the, the characters 5g it stands for fifth generation so it's the fifth generation of cell phone network just like you know when cell phones were invented there 
there was 1G. When they added uh, uh, cell phone, uh, you could browse the web on the cell phone, that was 3G. When they added 4G, you could do it much faster. And now 5G is even faster than 4G. So that's what 5G stands for. What it is at a technical level is it's a whole new set of what, what, what what's called spectrum, right? EMF exists, at, there's different types and it exists on a spectrum. And these where you are on the spectrum depends on the frequency. And so for instance, Wi-Fi, right? There's two, two, two common frequencies for Wi-Fi. There's 2.4 gigahertz and five gigahertz. So 5G opens up this whole new set of spectrum that was never used before in consumer applications. Now, initial deployments aren't, aren't really using these, but it will, right? So 5G is going to use a whole bunch of frequencies of EMF that have never before been used in consumer applications. And like with all wireless technology, there is no long-term testing into this stuff before it's deployed. We are the test subjects. We are the guinea pigs. We will know in 10, 15, 20 years what 5G does to us. We don't know it now. And that's just, that's exactly how cell phones were deployed initially. That's exactly how Wi-Fi was deployed initially and so forth. Now, why are people so worried about 5G? Well, there's there's two, uh, well, there's one common reason. And then there's another that I actually think is more significant. The common reason is, like I said, these are all new frequencies. We don't know what these exposures are going to do. And so people are saying we shouldn't be deploying this stuff because we don't know what it's going to do. Now, that's valid, except, you know, I personally feel we know just based on the science that the results aren't going to be good. We don't know exactly what types of health effects we will see. We know that there will be negative health effects. What I think is more significant is that 5G was engineered from the ground up, not just to provide faster speeds, but to uh, support orders of magnitude greater connections, right? Because as more and more and more things in our lives become uh, smart, quote unquote smart, they, they need an internet connection. And to have all of these devices connecting to these networks, the networks need to be able to support more connections. So 5G was engineered from the ground up to be able to support way more devices. All of these devices are going to be new sources of EMF in our lives. You can already see this now compared to five or 10 years ago, right? It never used to be that a lock was a source of EMF. It never used to be that a thermostat was a source of EMF. But now these products are commonly sources of EMF in our homes. And more and more and more of our lives, we're going to see more of these sources. And that adds to our cumulative exposure. And that's the part that I find most uh, threatening from the advent of 5G. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It seems like in many cases, we're guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Totally. That's that's what I was kind of saying before, where, you know, people kind of assume that when a product is made available for sale, it's safe. But that's just not how it works. It's not how it works with cell phones. And it's not how it works with basically anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, we do have to start to wrap things up. But I have 400 more questions to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, oh gosh. Oh, the only thing that, okay, before I let you go, I wanted to mention that, you, you know, the thing is, is when you get away and you get in nature and often we say, get away, go to a retreat, just get away from technology. It's so interesting to me. Like it could be an hour or it could be a weekend or, or a week, whatever it is, but you go out in nature. And maybe it's not even nature is what I'm getting at, but you, you turn your phone off, you step away from technology and everyone I've talked to, no one's been like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm drained after getting back from a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
So you go away and you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so refreshed. I feel so, you know, relaxed. And I got to believe that's something to do with all the technology, stepping away from all that technology for hours or days at a time. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that's part of it. And there's a lot of science, actually, a growing body of science showing that these types of exposures, um, in fact, we're, I, I think it's in Japan, they, they, they call it forest bathing. And uh, it's a it's a it's a common practice. But there, there's 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 a growing body of science showing that there there are actually measurable physiological benefits to that practice. Yeah, I could believe for sure. All right, my man, we do have to wrap things up. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I mean, well, there's a ton, obviously, <laughs> that we didn't get to. But no, this has been a great conversation. What, I, what I'd ask um, your audience to do, right? We covered a few of these tips. Uh, I have a free guide that uh, explains some of the top tips that people can do and implement in their lives that can have the biggest impact on their EMF exposure without sacrificing their enjoyment uh, of modern technology. And you can download that for free at shieldyourbody.com slash explore. That's shieldyourbody, all one word, dot com slash explore. And it's right there at the top of the page. Click, you know, get my free guide. And that's where I, I, I really hope a bunch of your audience goes next because there really are a lot of things that you can do to reduce your exposure, reduce your health risk, and live a healthier life alongside modern technology. Fantastic. What a great way to wrap up this fantastic conversation. Thank you so much, R. Blank. I appreciate your time and uh, all the tips you shared with our audience. Thank you so much, Drew. I really enjoyed it. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on Facebook.com slash True Form Life. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.